Attention Limerick. Have you seen my dog? Mauler, a foxy Tibetan bull mastiff wolf whippet mix web missing from my yard at 9 o'clock this morning. Last seen driving a black OD and clearing a group of small fellas out of it in little car park. We are heartbroken as a family and terrified. Mauler is a dwarf of a dog, but he also has severe behavioural issues since coming off the drink. Do not try and talk to him, you won't get through to him. And if you're wearing black or white items of clothing, don't go near him. He'll take you for a piebald horse and go for your throat. If you have any information about my dog, don't hesitate to contact me, John Murphy. I'm John Murphy, right? Via Donny Scott Solicitors. Marlow is more than just a member of my family. He's also the owner of my car and godfather to my child. Marlow, if you're listening, please come home. Okay? Let's bring my bastard home. The best bits, or whatever. Brace yourself for a major turn of events! We are releasing some Patreon Q&A episodes we did last summer, I believe. The world is holding its breath in anticipation! So here we are, cutting to ourselves from last summer, answering questions from Patreon. Enjoy! Round four! Hello, listeners, and welcome to Mini Bits number 30. Jesus Christ, we are absolutely knocking these out. This is Will here, and as usual, I am joined by Kevin. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm Grant. I was trying to think as you said that. What's the bingo number, the bingo rhyme for 30? I don't know. Over the hill. 30. (laughs) Is this? I don't know. Maybe legs eleven. Oh, I don't remember. I I want two fat ladies. Eighty-eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Thirty in bingo. What is it? I'm gonna have to. You remind me of a joke I heard last week. It's a bad joke. What does zero say to eight? Zero say to eight. Um, Yeah. That belt's a bit tight, isn't it? Ah, I love your belt. Oh, I was close. You're very, (laughs) very close. You were very, very close. Thirty is dirty, girty. Dirty, girty, thirty. I like it. Yeah, I like it. We are doing the final of the Q and A episodes, Kevin. We are. We have caned it, and I think we have just enough to get through another episode, and then we can rest it. But these have been fun. Yeah, they have been great. Crack, very easy to do, and it's great when you've got the listeners That's doing I like them. half the work, which I love. I love <laughs> it when someone else can do some of the work. And uh, Kevin, are you are you absolutely sweltered? What temperature is it? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It is changing my molecules. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm basically half a baked potato at this stage. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I have to get my energy oh my levels God. up. How do I get yeah. my energy levels up? Cocaine speed. <laughs> I've, I've never seen cocaine. I know this might seem like a real country boy thing to say. What do you mean you've I've never seen never... cocaine? I've never seen cocaine in the flesh. I've never seen cocaine. I, I haven't. I've never, obviously, never done cocaine. Oh, you mean it. you've never been around cocaine? I've been around people who've been who've done cocaine. There, I've been oh, around. But they, they what? They like lock you out of the, the cubicle? No, no. You let's say let's say if I've been at a, an event and you're chatting to people at like a communion or or, or a yeah christening. <laughs> I've been at a wedding. 
where I, where myself and my wife knew a group of people that were at our table went to the bathroom. Listen, I've been at a funeral and people were doing cocaine in the bathroom. The fucking priest? No, the priest. He was doing cat. <laughs> there was a video going online on uh, on TikTok at the weekend of two lads in the UK someplace. And it was of them. They're in a pub. And the, the, the caption is that two these two lads went into the toilet for a cheeky line of coke. But it turned out they they had ketamine. And the videos of the two lads. And they are like, they're just frozen in space. I've seen that. Uh, I think they thought they were doing coke and they got yeah. ketamine. Yes. So they're stuck in kind of that, like... Do you know what ketamine is? Horse tranquilizer. Oh, God. Why would you do that? I suppose life is very hard, Will. Mm. So, you know, anything to get you through the day. I suppose if they thought they did it accidentally, I suppose. Um, yeah. But Jesus I once Christ. went to a staff party and I never had any lunch or any dinner, actually, uh, when I went to the staff party. And I had to be carried out. I was languorous. Put into a taxi, I'd say, about 8 o'clock. I was young then. I was only about 20. Listen, but, um, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you're young or old. If you don't have food before you go on the session, you're banjaxed. The ball is yeah. burst. Your ball is burst. You could be a, a fresh drinker at 18, or you could be a seasoned alcoholic of 50. Well, no, sorry. But like someone who's used to drinking, if you don't have a bit of father in the tum-tums, soakage, <laughs> as they say, you are going to be a mess. Do you know the last couple of these that we've done have felt a little bit like agony uncles? Giving advice. <laughs> advice, yeah. <laughs> Come here, when you're going jagging, take a bowling and don't yeah. do any cat. I like this. I like this. I like giving life advice. It's good crack. This is stuff yep. that I hope my kids will listen to in uh, in mm, hope the distant, distant future and go, all oh, right, here's some wise advice about not doing ketamine. Good man, Dad. I'd say loads of people have done coke. Oh, I'd say, jeez. Coke is so, like, up here in Donegal, you just know the kids are all on the sh- on the on the powder, like you know. There's like a go to a national school across the road. And I'm sure I could get myself a a bump. I'm of- not saying that I've done it because I don't know if it's right to say that I've listen might or might not have done. We've it. all experimented with things in our past. I'm just saying, being in this industry, I think it's a bit of an an anomaly. The fact that I haven't. I went to a Christmas party. Have I told you this? I went to a Christmas party of a very well-known production company and this was when I just started to get taken seriously and I was having loads and loads and loads of general meetings and I was meeting people. I went to that Christmas party at a very big production company and they were all doing cocaine. Right. All the partners of the executives were doing cocaine and they offered me some and I went white. I was like, oh no, this this is too... Hollywood for me I, I, I'm i not ready for this yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'll say this drugs do nothing for me absolutely nothing I'd uh, I, 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 I I've enjoyed the old uh, the old edible in the past I don't um, like edibles see really they blow my brains out yeah anyway yeah. this is a very we should be talking about this stuff yeah this is <laughs> going to get us in trouble Kevin. Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus Christ, what was we doing? The Q&A's, for fuck's sake. Get the Q&A's going. Get the timer going, for fuck's sake. Oh, All right, I'm starting stop. the timer. 35 minutes, let's go. Boy, oh, being ambitious there. But anyway. Da, 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 da. Ambitious? Is that too too much? 
I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. Should we roll with it? We, we, We've all talked. They, they've all been 30, 35. Perfect. That sounds great okay. to me. <laughs> we'll drag it out. You will drag it out. I've got a question here from Joe Yutiki. And he says, right. if you could rewrite mm-hmm. history such that you were the sole author of an original screenplay from all a film, which film do you wish you could claim you'd written and why? Okay. I've, I've already answered this before, I think. Uh, my my cynical answer would be the one with the the, the most residuals, the most residual payments. <laughs> so Star like Wars, avatar, like a, like an Avatar or something like that. Uh, um, but uh, my serious answer might be something like It's a Wonderful Life. I just think that is such a an amazing film, and it is such a, a force of good energy that has been put into the into this world. And I would, I would say, I would be very proud if my name were attached to something like that. Uh, so that would be my answer. It's a very short answer. That's what I. Would At the very say. same Christmas party that I was just talking about, I got asked that question, and I oh. gave an answer to it, and I said um, Scarface. No, I said Galaxy Quest. Oh. And one of the writers, the other writers that was there, a very sullen man went that's your answer and uh and i thought like well yeah because i wouldn't change anything about that script i think Mm. it's 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 my sensibility and my taste and my sense of humor so i have no notes when it comes to that to that screenplay to that movie so i would have written it the exact same way and i'd love to have written that film and then his answer was i said well what's yours and he goes network and I thought, oh, fuck, you're pretentious. Um, and I think it reflects your, I think it reflects your individual personalities. I think that is so, like, I think uh, it's one but of like. that sound like an honest answer for me? It that sounds would, like an Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, I think I would, I think that's very, what's the word? Um, authentic. Authentic. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's what. But that's what I'm uh, stretching for. The heat has taken it out of me. COVID and the heat and all that. But, um, yeah. and, and that kit. would. <laughs> and for me yeah for me it's a wonderful life i think yeah for me that's a, a perfect film as well i think it's so so uh, utterly beautiful and i just i like it's um i like its messaging and i like its execution i love its execution and uh yeah that would be my answer very good very good i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you one now and very it is good. from joseph barton sorry joe barton and well, um how is joseph joseph or Joseph, if you're going to give him the Seamus. Irish name. Joseph. No, that's John. That's uh, Seamus's... Uh, Seamus is um, James. Uh, yeah. And uh, Joseph is Joe. So that's his Irish name. Really? Joseph? Yes, Joseph. Yes. That's the, that's the Irish for Joe. Joseph. What's Will in Irish? Liam. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, were you ever turned away from a cinema slash denied a video rental for being underage. Yes, I was, Joe, and you should listen to the podcast because I spoke about it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't remember this. I've been on the I, podcast as well, and I don't remember what the story is. I know, but you're, you're always on catch when you do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was turned away from Batman Returns. Oh, go on. This is vaguely familiar. Go on. I got in to see Batman, and I love Batman, but when Batman Returns came out, I think Batman Returns was bumped up to a 15 Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was violent, yeah. And I'm I can't remember what year it came out though. 
but I, the guy would, the guy wouldn't let me in to see it. Jesus! And I was so indignant, me little sprat, like my chin barely getting off the counter. And yeah. I was like, but I saw the first one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was like, no, you're not going in. I was so indignant about that. I saw it in video then years later, and um, I don't know. That was a odd one for me. I've won, and it was my local uh, video. We two video rental shops in town. One was like a proper video library, and the other then was a shop. A Mrs. van. Yeah, well, no, the other one was, she was actually a, she had an, half the shop was an electrical shop, and then the other half was a video video rental shop, right? So, like, so that's the way she worked it. Yeah. And her, she lived at the back of the of the building. So when, you, when, when you'd open the door, you'd hear the dinging, and she'd be watching Coronation Street down the back. And she was from the north somewhere, I can't remember where, and you could almost hear her sigh. She's like, oh. And she'd come up and she'd kind of trudge up to the front of the shop and she'd sit in her stool as you'd peruse the, the shelves. Because she's, she's missing her stories. I 100% understand now. And I used to, and like today, I was very indecisive. Myself and Ellie are exactly the same where Ellie just can't make her mind up. And I was the exact same. I would just sit there. I would just go over every shelf. I would do about 20 laps of the video library, just looking at every tape, every, the box of every tape. And I could take anything up to her. Kickboxer, uh, Robocop, Alien, Aliens. She would let me take anything out, right? Except she for probably one. Couldn't see the, uh, she probably couldn't see the rating that's on the boxes. Maybe that was it. But there was one tape she would never let me take out. And it was the same. And I tried it multiple times with her. And she went, oh, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I wouldn't let you. I don't think that's appropriate. Or she didn't even use the word appropriate. She just used some sort of plum ass me off. It was the Terminator, the first one. She would not let me rent the Terminator. But she would let me rent Predator. She'd let me rent The Running Man. She'd let me rent all the other films. But yeah, so she was probably thinking at a moment when they were writing each other in the hotel. Maybe that was this. Maybe that was. <laughs> Or maybe it was her favorite film and she didn't want me to rent it. She was just watching it every evening. And she was like, oh, is that young fellow trying to watch the Terminator again? But tonight's Tuesday night. It's my night to watch it. Watch it every- Did I ever tell you about the time I must have told you this or maybe I cut it out. When I was working in the video shop, um, my first week there, I didn't even have a uniform. I was still in my own clothes. like, yeah. And they were interviewing other staff members. To, to They were bringing on a, a whole new load of staff. Yeah. And so the manager was in the back interviewing people. And after me having about four or five days of training, he left me out front of the store right. to right. sort of, um, to just, it was daytime. So it's sort of like just handled the, the mothers that would come in with their children to pick up Tom and Jerry cartoons or whatever. And somebody dropped back, I'll never forget it. They dropped back a video in The Haunting, you know, the Catherine Zeta Jones movie, The Haunting. Yeah. And when I opened the box, it was blank. And I'd been told that when you get back a tape, that has no sticker on it you check what it is in the video machine and you ring the customer back and you tell them <clears throat> they've dropped back the wrong tape right. and you leave a message or whatever now the VCR that we had was so worn down that all the buttons were gone and you just had a dial and the dial went you twisted the dial to the right and it would go fast forward twisted the dial to the left and it would rewind and I couldn't figure out how you played or stopped I could just hit eject but to get eject it had to stop playing okay and all the the rest of the, the, the controls for it were behind the countertop so I couldn't reach in and pull out the leads or anything the tape came in there was 
a mother and her kid were over in the children's section. We have TVs now dotted all over the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the blank tape in to the VCR and I pick up the phone and I'm dialing the customer's number. And while I'm on the phone, I hear naughty noises. Oh, no. And I was staring at the TVs for a second going like, what am I looking at? And then it pulled out and it was... um, it was anatomy of two people smashing against each other. My stomach dropped out of my arse <laughs> because the noise was going around the whole shop. The mother then looked up at the TVs as well. I couldn't eject it. I couldn't oh, stop it. No. I couldn't figure out. My manager was in the back interviewing somebody else ready to come out. All I could think to do was to fast forward it to get rid of the noise. Right. right so right. then you couldn't hear any noise over the shop. <laughs> And I, honest oh. to God, thought I was going to get fired. The tape got to the very, very end. It must have ran for about five minutes. And I was grabbing the, the remote for the TVs and running around the shop, turning off all the televisions. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It ejected. My manager, he walked out. This was all within seconds of, ha- of happening. And he came out and he said, why are the TVs off? I was white. And the woman came up to the counter with her kid to rent whatever the, the, the TV things were. And I thought, she's going to complain. I'm going to get fired. Thankfully, she said nothing. She just gave me a look and nobody knew about that. (gasps) Happy days. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Fantastic. There we go. That's eaten up a good five minutes. What's the next question? (laughs) I actually can't remember what... um, Oh, we're talking about that's what was rented. So I think we finished that one. Yeah. So now you can ask... uh, You can do the next question, Kevin. Okay, another one from Joe. If you could digitally replace all of the guns in Die Hard with something else, what would you choose? It's got to be a weapon. But hold on a second. I was going to do something where instead you digitally replace it, but like they have to, the the guns go or the noise machines go as pew, 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 doop, 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 doop. So it's actually Water people, pistols. People, no, people are making the noises. So every time they, oh. they pull the thing, it's like someone going bang and and it's like really bad sound effects come out of like, you know, people who are making these noises. This is obviously taking its cue from E.T. where he replace the guns with walkie-talkies. That's what I assume, yeah, yeah. So I'm not replacing it with walkie-talkies. So I think they've got to be holding something. I would go with a whip. Everyone be holding whips. Oh, okay. Why whips? Because I think it'd be hilarious to see them all whipping each other. Oh, right. Okay. So I was, yeah, in my head, I was just like doing that digital replacement. I was doing like, you know, okay, they have to be holding something. So instead, it's just going to be a noise machine that made either fart noises or or silly uh, gun shooting noises. Kevin. I'm going to go for another well, question somewhere. I'm going to go for another okay. question. Um, oh, by the way, on the last episode, I read Dean's question when he said, do you write with an Irish accent? I okay. read that as, do you write with an Irish dialect? Oh, and my okay. whole my whole thinking then was like, well, I think in an Irish dialect and, and I have to translate from an Irish dialect into like a standard English or a standard American. So that's why we were like getting confused okay that's why i was what that's why i was totally confused by that as well i was like going no no accent is an accent um i'm just going to see who's this from this is oh this is a question from ray have we have we had a question from ray today i don't know if we had not today how do you deal okay question sorry okay question okay kevin here's a question from ray (laughs) how do you deal with brilliant ideas that pop up for other screenplays than the one that you're working on so if you're working on something and you get a brilliant idea for another screenplay, how do you deal with that? Or what does, is, it, is that ever an issue for you? Um, 
I'm trying to think if it's ever happened where I have decided it's so brilliant that I would drop what I'm doing and write something else. Uh, I would just make a note of it and stew on it and come back to it when I finish whatever I'm currently working on. Yeah, I think that's... One thing I can't do, and I don't know if you can do this. You know, we talked last time about our different processes. Uh Uh-huh. What's the plural of process? Processes? Processes. Yeah. So on our different processes, um, I can't multitask. Okay. I will do one thing at a time and I'll focus entirely on that and I'll do it as fast as I can, as best as I can. Okay. And the speed at which I'll get through things will mean that I'll I'll multitask in that way. But I can't sort of like do two pages on this, stop, then do three pages on this, stop, then do... I had to do it... I had to do it on four projects once. I think it was 2018 when I got notes back on... This is one of the things that kills me about the screenwriting is that you will deliver your script and they will take one one set of people that you're working with they'll take six weeks to get back to you and the other set of people will take two days to get back to you Mm. and you can't sort of time when you're going to be free to work on whatever project and I remember I got notes back on four projects at the same time and you can't you can't complain to the other ones and say like uh, sorry I can't deliver this on Friday because I also have two other things I got to deliver on Friday and And I remember I was pulling all nighters at one stage to get rid of two of them. And that was hell to me. I was absolute fucking hell. So I, I can do it when I have to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't like to do it. And when I just have good ideas, I just make, I have, a, I used to have a word doc and I would just constantly just fill it up with thoughts and ideas, lines of dialogue even. So the only solution to that is quit pay us better for the screenplays that we're being paid to write so we don't have I've to I've never been in multiple. that you know you hear yeah. of A-list writers where it's like yeah. they have a hard out you have them for two weeks and then they move on to the next project and mm-hmm. you're just your project is in second position or third position I've you never wait yeah I've never been in that um, boat it's always been every job is the job that I've got to do at the time that I get it yeah and because things fall through a lot, you're always sort of just like chucking shit at the wall and then you never turn down work like. That's, I think that's the situation for most people. I think even the A-list people are still juggling multiple projects. Being self-unemployed is almost full-time job. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're still juggling. It doesn't matter whether you're being paid or not. It's just you're still doing the juggling of like trying to get these projects moving or not moving or whatever trying to keep some momentum going um, it's a complete pain in the butt um, but it's the reality Because and as a result to answer, that que- to answer Ray's question I've I'm in a constant state of juggling multiple projects so I remember like even uh, like one day I maybe had like five or six meetings in the one day about five or, five or six different projects and you just have to change. Was your- this recently? Oh, in the last couple of years, it's been yeah, it's been crazy like that. Where you, maybe not five or six, but like yeah, multiple projects in the one day, and you're constantly changing gears. But you know what I found in this business? You can be very, 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 very busy, but you're not working. Oh Christ! Yeah, I, like even when I'm not employed to write a screenplay, I'm incredibly busy. I'm mm. still engaged in so many different things that oh, trying to get something off the ground. Or trying to 
finish off notes on something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jeez, no question about it. Um, so for me, you're just juggling the whole time. So I've just developed the muscle to be able to multitask. If an idea comes into my head when I'm working on something else, you know, I'll just log it, as you said. I'll just make a note of it. But generally, when I'm writing a screenplay, uh, in the moment, I'm complete, 100% focused on the screenplay. But I'll only, let's say, write a screenplay in the morning time and then work on something else in the afternoon or whatever it is. So that's it's in, that's kind of how I deal with it. Kevin, back to you. James has got a question here for you. He says, your stories seem to have a lot of subtext and metaphor. James, so do mine. Is this something you consciously put into them or is it a byproduct of something else? God. I'd say because maybe it's because I'm dealing with more fairy tales and fable like stories and the stuff that's been made it feels like there's more subtext that there is more going on there's a, a, a clear divide between what's happening on the screen versus you know maybe the, the underlying themes <clears throat> I think that's maybe a byproduct of that but you know I think probably Kevin you're the same as me we are just trying to tell dramatic stories that have deep underlying themes and sometimes they can you can nest multiple things in there like wolf walkers had multiple themes going on but maybe even my focus my main focus was about telling a story about a kid trying to find her own way kind of come out from under the shadow of her dad but because of the orientation of the story there were all these other themes like environmentalism and there was uh, anti-colonialism and all that and that was mainly due to the setting and all that sort of stuff um, and with Song of the Sea, Song of the Sea, of course, was dealing with themes directly, dealing with themes of grief and um, and a loss of culture, cultural and heritage connection to your your native land. So, listen, I, I'm interested in it. Of course, I think maybe it's because my the, the stories I intend to tell are more classical fable like stories, or the ones I get, the ones that have been produced anyway. So, I think maybe it just seems more apparent in those stories. Yeah. Maybe, but um, I know I agree with you. I think there's no reason to tell a story unless there's some sort of subtext to it. Yeah. You ask me one then. Uh, I have one, another one from Joe. Joe asks, Hello, Joe, what do you know? What is the best scene in a bad film? And what is the worst scene in a good film? It's a tough one. You tell me and I need to try and recall what I was thinking. My watery answers are, the first things that came to my mind was the worst scene in a good film so the film is Return of the Jedi right some people may, might argue whether that's a good film or not but I consider it a good film and but the worst scene in that for me third best Star Wars film mm, yeah the worst scene in that for me is when Luke is uh, tells Leia that he's their brother and sister spoiler and it is just so you can just feel the writers, whoever wrote, I, I don't know who wrote the screenplay for that, um, just just absolutely going, we have to wedge this in here. We have to wedge, there's no drama. Uh, there's just, it's just an information dump. And right after Luke awkwardly walks off, it's a really, there's, the characterization is awful in it. It's, it's just the performance is leaden because the scene itself is just so expository. And rather than the information being a huge piece of information that should be so integral to a story, like, you know, that drama, that that, uh, reveal of we're brother and sister, 
it should be massive. Instead, like like for instance, like in con- in contrast to Empire, when Luke finds out about the, the Darth Vader being his dad, that's fucking amazing. And this is the almost polar opposite of that, where Luke is revealing to Leia that oh, you're my sister, Luke. It's, I'm your it's, dad. Yeah. Well, there you. <laughs> that's the line, I isn't just, it? It's. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm, I'm your own. I guys. am. So <laughs> can't you tell? Can't you tell? But catch me. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a really, really bad scene. And oh, it's awful when Luke walks off at the end of it. Han walks in and she then turns around and she delivers the same information to Han. And uh, it's just, ugh, and Han's just, it's just really, it's such a bad, bad, poorly written scene. Uh, that's my answer for a bad scene in a good film. So um, I know I've come up with something else. Do you have anything Did you know Tom Cruise has no idea he was in that vampire movie until two years later? No, he doesn't buy that expression. You no, see Kevin's, no, Kevin's that's expression. Not, no, what happened was, <laughs> oh my God, I tape over the last mini bits. Right. So just as you said that, Steve Martin echoing said, did you know Tom Cruise wasn't in, didn't know he was in that vampire movie till two years after? Right. Did you listen to the last mini bits? I did, yeah. Yeah. And I talked about a Steve Martin joke. Okay. That just played in my ear while you were talking. How did that just play in your how did that just play in your ear? Because I tape over the the pri- the previous mini bits. I use the same I use the same file. I changed the heading from twenty nine to thirty and I delete our audio tracks and then I just mute everything. <gasps> Oh and my so, god! So, oh, so you literally had his voice play in your ear? Yes, I can show you. Oh no, I believe you. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But I can't believe you actually do it that way. So you have the audio still like playing there. Oh, Listen, we it? all have our processes. We do, we do, we do. Um, <clears throat> okay, bad scenes in good movies. I think that, I think, Man of Steel is filled with terrible scenes. But it was, there was moments in that film which really worked. But I just yeah. didn't like the the themes of that movie, like Pa Kent allowing himself to be killed in order for Superman to stay hidden from humanity. I hated all those sort of sentiments. Or Superman murdering Zod, breaking his neck. Oh yeah. Or all of the destruction in that film. I just thought it was a really ugly sentiment to put into the fucking boy scout with his underpants on the outside. Yeah, but that score completely misunderstanding, and just being afraid of embracing the, the innate goodness of somebody who does good because he can do good. He doesn't need to be motivated to do it. But that's what Superman's about. Superman has an ability to save people, and there's no question about whether he will or won't do it. I think there's just a beautiful sort of selflessness there. Mm. Good scenes and bad movies. I couldn't think of any else. The other one I was thinking of was the Paul Rudd scene in Wanderlust. I Wanderlust, haven't seen that. Wanderlust is, is um, it, it's a comedy with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. They go to um, a commune. Right. And they, they sort of try to fit in with the, the commune lifestyle. And they're all like hippy dippies, free living. But there's a scene in it where Paul Rudd is, is being offered sex on a plate and he panics and he goes into the bathroom and he... Um, he tries to he tries to psych himself up in the mirror. It's one of the funniest scenes. Oh God! This was your idea, George. It's a good idea, right? It's a good idea. Monogamy is sexual slavery. 
She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Eva, what do you think? You like my exquisite, exquisite erection? Hmm? Do you like my erection selection? What do you think, Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? You gonna take that dick? You gonna take that dick, huh? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh, yeah, I'm fixin's to fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. I'm gonna put my dick in. I'm gonna put my dick in. What's up, man? Hey, you man. Right? What's up? <laughs> Anytime in the podcast when I try to tell you a joke and I sort of bomb it or I, or I get details wrong, I just cut in the clip and, and damn right, kill yeah, myself fuck it. Yeah, yeah, just just throw the fucking fuck clip it. in. Yeah, exactly. Now you asked me a question, Kevin. All right, we've got five minutes left. Right. Okay. So we need to get through. This is going to be rapid fire. Yes or no answers. <laughs> so no yes or no questions. <laughs> That's not. the problem. If budget rights were no object, which book would you adapt? As- oh, we did that one. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your favorite genre? John uh, asked that one. No, <clears> I don't. I don't have a favorite genre. I just like. I, just I don't like either. No, don't have a I favorite don't either. genre. I like film. I like films from every single genre. It's just maybe I have. I maybe there's ones to genres I don't go to a, as a as a comfort genre. What's your comfort genre? I want to. I want to ask you that. I'll, let me rephrase that. Do you have a comfort genre that you go to? Um, erotic thrillers. Okay, fair enough. Fair no, enough. <laughs> okay. Comfort genre would have to be feel-good comedies. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can, I can dig that. I'd say my comfort genre might be. Oh, do you know what I think? Maybe oh, it's again Star Wars. Something like Bond. I think Bond. Bond. Is a okay, Bond. I do. Think, uh, uh, What's yeah. your favorite takeaway? Ah oh, shit! I'm kind of, it's like asking me about movies. I like all food. Look at the size of me. I love food. I absolutely adore all. This is. I am actually two stone heavier than Will, and Will keeps calling himself fat, which makes me feel fucking terrible about myself. <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite takeaway either. Yeah, honestly, like good food. I like. We've got great food. The one thing I will say about Donegal, Donegal town where I live, amazing selection of food. Jesus good. Christ, the eateries here are incredible. We've got a good mix. You've got we've fish got and chips. You've got, got Korean chips. And we've got Mexican, Italian. We've got Thai. We have Polish. The gamut of um, of incredible restaurants and food selections. And they're all excellent. So uh, I don't. But I will say this. If there's ever, if I go into a restaurant. Three minutes. I would always nearly try pizza. If I'm in a new restaurant that I know is local. and What's your favorite pizza, pizza topping? I'll go pepperoni. Yuck. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, I don't try like it. It gives me heartburn. Me I right. just like pineapple and anchovies. That's all I want. No, no, it's no cheese, no pa- tomato. Just give me the. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm going to throw one at you. Right, another uh, um, quick fire one from Lisa. Hollywood decides to remake a classic Irish movie for maximum hilarity and cultural incoherence. Which one should it be? Which tr- Hollywood tries to make a what film? A, a remake a classic Irish movie. From maximum hilarity and cultural in- in- incoherence, which one should it be? Grabbers, because I want the residuals. He wants the residuals. No, nah, no, we want maximum hilarity and cultural incoherence, not 
uh, uh, book loads of money for the, the creators. What could they remake and do it badly? Um, We've got things like The Commitments, Snapper. No, got, no. They do we, that all right. Um, oh, God. The, see, the, the Quiet Man is, is a Hollywood movie. Um, um, my brothers. <laughs> God, I don't know. I, don't I didn't know think about that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh song for Rick. You know that War of the Buttons. You know War of the Buttons. That was yeah. Fucking remade. The Goonies, the Irish Goonies. That was remade in French. There's a French remake of the of the War of the Buttons. Mental. I know. What is it? War of the Croutons. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> War of the Baguettes. <laughs> uh, right, your goal. What three films would you like to see back on the big screen again? Shit. Oh, my, my favorite ones. I've of never course. seen Superman the movie on the big screen. Oh, okay. That would be great. I'd go along with you to see that. I would love to see. I would love to see. I didn't invite you. Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia. Big, 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 epic, <clears throat> scopey, beautiful films. I'd love to see fucking. I'd, I've never seen. I've never seen Jaws on the big screen. I've never seen. I'd love to see Jaws on the big screen. I want to see aliens. I want to see the entire alien for alien and aliens on the big screen. I'd love to yeah. see that. I, I'd That'll love do. to see. Yeah. Okay, good. Go, go. Oh, I'll ask you next. Go on, quick. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry, you had one right there. Throw it out there. Throw it out, throw it out. What is your favorite release so far this year? Shit. I'm going to go with everything, everywhere, all at once. Same same for me. And close, my favorite one in a well. close second is Elvis. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> do you think being Irish helps you stand out as a writer? Is it a help or a hindrance? Well, that's a really... I can't I... say that being Irish has helped me or hindered me. I've not noticed anything. I can't say... There we go. <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> there we go. Glad we didn't open that kind of worms any further. Thank you, timer. Okay. Uh, right. Recommendations, Kevin. I have a recommendation. Okay. I was listening to, a, I'm going to do a podcast and a fan cut of uh, of a movie. The podcast I was listening to at the weekend. No, you only get to do one, Will. This is, these are connected. These are connected. Uh, okay. The podcast I listened to Final was um, the Projection Booth podcast. Isn't that, we, uh, isn't Mike, what's his name? You know, the, we the did a cross runner. promo with them. We did a cross promo. Did Projection you hear booth. our promo playing? I did. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they did a, they released a three hour episode on Star Trek The Motion Picture which is uh, they're really uh, listen if you want to listen to any podcast in which to do compelling deep dives this is the podcast because they do a lot of interviews with uh, key key people behind the scenes and uh, they did so with this but they in that podcast they recommended a fan edit of a film and fan edit of, of Star Trek The Motion Picture and it's on video, Vimeo and it's called Star Trek Legacy. And it cuts the uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture down to 25 minutes, but using the soundtrack for Tron Legacy, Daft Punk's soundtrack for Tron Legacy. Wait, it cuts the movie to 25 minutes? They did a, a super cut of the film down to 25 minutes and using tra- the music from Tron Legacy. And it's fucking class. Now, maybe it's a bit too over, there's too much score, but it is... The, the, the editing is sweet and it uh, okay. the music complements it beautifully and uh, yeah I highly recommend it so uh, it's called Star Trek Legacy and it's on Vimeo so I highly recommend watching that it. it's quite cool okay 
That's mm-hmm. good. I'm going to recommend Cinemile. Hey, the Cinemile podcast, the boat from Cork, Dave and Kathy. I think we might have mentioned them before, and we might be popping up on their podcast if we can ever figure a time that we can all be in the same place at the same time. But I'm going to recommend them. They're very good. For those who haven't, uh, what is Cinemile? A married couple go to the pictures, see a movie, and walk back and talk about what they've seen. It's got a lovely ASMR to it because you get their kind of like their the street sounds as they're walking back. And it's, it's, ASMR is usually very um, soft. It's like soft whispering. Okay, but there was lovely. It, it, it's got a lovely. Um, it's cozy ambiance. Yeah, ambiance. Thank you very much. And uh, they're very, they're very friendly people, and nice to to listen to, to them. Uh, I enjoy listening to them chat as well. And so, they're yeah. from Cock, mm-hmm. which is yeah, always like, a plus. Yeah. So. I think we may have maxed out all of our questions on the Q&A now. Hey. And I am going to think of these string of podcasts as being unbearably hot. Yeah. I'm sticky. I'm tired. Will that Evan is do- melting away in front of my eyes, <laughs> listeners. I'm going to do a line of coke, though. He is like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> going to go out and Google or try and see if I can get some ketamine on, on Amazon. Let's see what it looks like. Thank Bye. <laughs> all right. See ya. The best bits, or whatever. And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini bits. Another new episode. Of the Stupid Patreon Podcast. Patreon Podcast. Exclusive. Exclusive. Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day and uh, she Your said... corn? Uh, my corns. Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk no, barefoot? No, I, I wear... No, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like, you know, before the turn of this yeah. last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. <laughs> Squally, it's episode 73 of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode and then every so often it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode and yeah. I'm like what did we how did we say it what did we say on that episode that's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes maybe it didn't sound as desperate maybe we said don't jo-. maybe reverse psychology that's how we should do it reverse psychology don't join up to our patron don't 
<laughs> you don't des- everybody cancel. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We don't we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people we we did I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did? I I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once, so I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure they're they were profiled in the Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. we don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Those I, are my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat? <laughs> yeah. I want Speaking of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the time. Oh. I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after Yeah, we, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. Very okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um. What else did I see? I made notes, but sure. It doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes. I watched that. Mm Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. They're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, hey, listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go cinema. back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh, yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill me in, like, on the lore. Get up to speed. Get you right up to speed. (laughs) And you'll be there going, where where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where where are they going to show up? And, like, you know... It's a weird time, though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is not its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like it's this, just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. 
is where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh this is the thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people under sort of trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was okay. like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. It would just they're morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has, where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, (laughs) but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. Because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you it's a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I the have timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 